Welcome to the Self-Worth Solution with Nicole Denise, a podcast to help you wake up to the truth of your worthiness, find real freedom, and learn to create a nurturing and supportive relationship with yourself. I'm your host, Nicole. I'm a self-love advocate and master coach. My intention for my podcast is to be as candid and truthful with you as possible as I share lessons from my own journey of healing and self-compassion. Come along with me as we unlearn the lies and distortion diet culture taught us that cause us to mistrust and reject ourselves so you can finally say yes to the love, happiness, and the life you crave. Welcome to another episode of The Self-Worth Solution by Nicole Denise. You are tuning in to podcast episode number 26. Hello, friends. Ah, I'm excited. Another week together. It's pretty exciting. How are you today? Ah, we are approaching the end of May, which is crazy. Crazy. I just got back from a nice uh, late afternoon, early evening walk with my dog, Floria. And it's gorgeous and sunny in Southern California and quite warm today. I think it reached 90. (laughs) But I was, the sky is so, so blue, so clear blue. And I have a lot of gratitude in my heart and that feels amazing. And I am appreciating a life that allows me to show up to this joyful endeavor, which is this podcast and and, um, sharing empowering coaching tips, self-love techniques, and always seeking to further the revolution of self-worth. So today on the podcast, I'm excited to talk to you about getting a grip. Girl, get a grip. What is it? The five G's. Good God, girl, get a grip. (laughs) But Today, I really do want to talk to you about getting a grip on false guilt, aka feeling badly or guilty when we make choices that make others unhappy or angry. That's false guilt. So I want to talk about this concept today. I want to talk about why it matters for our ability to take up space and live unapologetically in the world. How many of you listening today have felt overly responsible for making sure everyone is happy or that everybody had what they needed? How many of you are familiar with feeling guilty if things go wrong? Maybe you're not even really aware of the guilt you feel when things don't go as well as you had planned. And man, oh man, when we really plan it all, really take time and plan it, and it goes bad, that's rough, isn't it? And it's normal to feel disappointed when things don't go as well as you had wanted or expected or had planned. But it's important to notice when that disappointment turns into this false guilt, feeling guilty that things around you didn't go well. False guilt is a response that comes from the belief that it's your job 
to make sure everyone has what they need and that they're happy. It's the belief that it's your job to meet everyone else's emotional needs or to make sure everyone has what makes them feel good or to make sure they feel supported. And there were circumstances in my own upbringing that offered the conditions for me to become accustomed to feeling responsible for how others felt, if they were pleased or not. And I developed a mindset of false guilt. I was always extremely quick to say that I was sorry, to accept responsibility for what went wrong, and to blame myself for it. Can you relate to this? While it may not have come from chronically dieting, the paradigms of diet culture that pushed us to try to find our own sense of personal value or self-worth through the means of dieting or shrinking ourselves certainly did us no favors in this department. I wasn't taught how to process negative emotions. In fact, I learned a coping skill of fabricating positivity, which I have since learned is a form of toxic positivity. Being able to have the courage to be unedited, unapologetic in our lives and to take up space means that we have to we have to develop a tolerance for feeling negatively. We have to develop a tolerance for when other people feel negatively about us. Oof. Rain it in, Nicole. <laughs> Viewing the world through a lens of, of false guilt and self-blame made it very hard for me to get off the dieting hamster wheel. After all, diet culture purports 100% fault on the overweight person. Popular nutritional science and myths alike make hundreds of millions of dollars for the diet industry by blaming fat bodies for their ailments insisting we achieve weight loss first before we can obtain life-altering, often life-saving diagnosis and treatment. The habit that I developed of self-blaming from when I was young, of being overly responsible for what was going on around me, and being allowed to take that responsibility, kept me in a cycle of Diet fail, diet fail, diet fail. Because I was always willing to blame myself for the failure, apologizing for myself by hiding away, shrinking away from um, community, from visibility. It felt too vulnerable through my lens of false guilt. I was to blame. And the outward perception of my failure only kept me in a place of apology of diminishment, of hiding. And that language of apology followed me everywhere. I said sorry automatically dozens of times in a single day. I know this because my dear friend Patrick once challenged me to count. How many times have you said sorry for saying no? Sorry for asking the question. Sorry for saying yes to the plans that took you away from something else. Or maybe just sorry for just being you. How many times have you said sorry for holding or setting a boundary? It can be terribly uncomfortable to say no. 
especially when it means that someone you care about won't get what they wanted. It can make us feel wrong or at fault in some way, especially if we grew up in challenged family dynamics, which most of us did. But saying no is not wrong. Saying yes when you mean no is wrong. And mostly, you're wronging yourself. How much time have I wasted apologizing for my feelings or for my boundaries? Too much. Too much. And sometimes it can be really useful for me to get into that space. Try that on. Ask yourself, how much time have I wasted apologizing for myself, for my nose, for being me, for my feelings, for my process, for my choices. I guarantee we've all spent too much time feeling guilty for our choices because they are only our business. We have to stop asking everyone around us to weigh in because it's only a way to avoid making a decision. And making decisions is a muscle that needs daily exercising, especially when you're seeking to live a life full of meaning, full of joy, unapologetically taking up space, because that is a life that is made up of decisions. We must be granting ourselves permission. And false guilt will cut that off at the pass every time. Don't let false guilt stop you from living your beautiful life. Listen, my loves. Apologizing for what isn't anyone else's business only diminishes our personal power, and it makes us forget our agency, our free will. So how can you stop taking responsibility for others so that you can take charge of your own life, your own plans, your own vision, your own growth, your own path? I think first and foremost, just spending a moment in loving, quiet self-reflection, listening and noticing the parts of ourselves that learn to cope by caretaking and pleasing. Maybe it was pleasing your primary caregivers, your parents, your siblings. I definitely felt responsible for the needs and emotions of my family and my friends, And I carry that with me into adulthood. So I think one of the most important and significant ways that we can be in partnership with ourselves is meeting ourselves right there at that place and loving the parts of ourselves that learn to cope by caretaking. And then I think it's really important that we then move into action. And the action is... One of my favorite terms to describe the energy I want to exude out in the world is unapologetic. The action is to live unapologetic every day. The definition of unapologetic is not accepting blame or fault and showing no regret. To me, being unapologetic is about validating yourself. It's what comes when we practice radically accepting ourselves. We learn how to grant our own permission speak our own truth, no matter who agrees or disagrees with us. Being unapologetic is no longer seeking approval in order to feel good enough or worthy. That's the key for me. No longer seeking approval in order to feel good enough or worthy. 
I don't need your approval. I don't need your permission. I won't apologize for the space that I am taking up with my thoughts, with my dreams, with my vision, with my voice, with my body. When we are living in the truth of our worth, we are able to make this shift. If you take a minute and ask yourself, if I didn't have to prove my worth, if I didn't have to prove my value, what would I give myself permission to do today? If I didn't have to prove my worth, if I didn't have to prove my value, what would I give myself permission to do today? This is how living unapologetic feels. I believe that's the the fuel of, of being able to exist without apologizing for ourselves, without diminishing ourselves, without shrinking or holding back. Notice how silence is like an apology sometimes, right? When we don't speak up, what is our voice like when we are unapologetic? What do we find permission for? I want to challenge you as you move into this week to eliminate the sorries and the apologies that come automatically. Eliminate the way you apologize for yourself or accept blame or take responsibility that isn't yours. It usually comes up with emotions, right? How other people are feeling that can never be your fault. We are only responsible for our feelings. And it's it it let this be let this message empower you to make decisions for your well-being, for your happiness, for your life based on your values, based on how it makes you feel. If you could use help to get clear on what your values are, so that you could start eliminating how much false guilt you're carrying around in the world. We cover this extensively in my small group program, Unstoppable the Self-Worth Solution, coming soon. Our first class together is July 6th, and our final class is August 17th. It's a virtual small group coaching program. We meet weekly via Zoom. There is a Facebook group. There are course materials. There's one-on-one time with me. (laughs) It's fantastic. So if you're listening to this and you want to sign up to get more information before I go on sale with um, with this small group, please come over to my website, www.nicoledeniselifebydesign.com and you will see a link there to get on the email list to get more information. On sale starts next week. June 1st is on sale. So you have time to ask questions. It is a small group. There are only 12 spots. And I um, trust completely that if it's meant for you, there'll be space for you. Thanks again for tuning in and spending time with me. I love hearing from you. Please continue to 
let me know what you think of this um, podcast. Let me know what you are enjoying. Leave a rating and review. It really, really helps my podcast get found in searches. And I, I hope if you've been served by this episode, you will um, help me get it out to more people so we can continue to just spread this beautiful fire of love, of self-worth, and just um, unapologetically taking up space, babes. Let's do it. All right. Have an amazing rest of your day. I love you all. Blessings. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying my podcast and you'd like to help support me, I invite you to leave a rating and review or post about it on social media. And to stay connected, you can follow me on Instagram at Nicole Denise underscore life by design or sign up for my newsletter over on my website, Nicole Denise life by Finally, if you felt supported and encouraged by what you heard today, it's very likely that someone in your life would benefit as well. And sharing is caring. So go ahead and send somebody a link to today's show and let's spread this revolution of self-love and worthiness. Thanks again. Love life. And I'll see you next time.